Hey everybody, welcome to the Weird World Podcast, and specifically to part two of the two-parter Ziggy Podcast. Oh my god. Ziggy, Ziggy Adamski. We've established that's disrespectful. He it's went, not disrespectful. I went by Zygmunt, I'm sure of it. I just feel strongly about it's that. It's endearing. It's mm. a term of endearment. He strikes me as a Ziggy, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. The 57-year-old 50 Polish-English coal miner. <laughs> sure. All right. First, we'll start off with a little recap of part one. Hopefully, you've listened to it recently. Be really weird. And if, if you, you haven't listened to it, you might want to yeah. go back and listen yeah. to it. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> going to be some major spoilers if okay. you don't. So, Zygmunt Adamski went missing in 1980, June of 1980. He's missing for five days. His body, very dead, is found on a coal pile about 30 miles away to a place where he'd never been. He was clean. Uh, no coal dust on him. His clothes had some oddities around them. He had some strange burns and a strange gel that had covered those burns. And then the constable who found the body was the first person, the first of the two police constables on the scene. About five and a half months, months later, had a very strange sighting of a UFO Yeah, mm-hmm. in the road. At that same time, just after his UFO sighting was made public, Several other police constables in the immediate area also claim to have seen UFOs in the night skies of that very same night that police constable Alan Godfrey saw his UFO. The story it then kind of died down, but it's going to blow up, as we'll see, in a very strange way. So we're going to cover that. Then we'll get to just what the hell happened with both Zygmunt Adamski and Constable Alan Godfrey's UFO encounter. So okay, first, now... So Alan Godfrey had his initial UFO sight in November of 1980. It is now the summer of 1981. So some time Some time has, has passed. gone by, several months. And again, it, it, it was no longer a big story. He's maybe still taking some gentle ribbing at the station <laughs> yes. over being the, you know, the UFO guy. It's about a year, or not quite a year, since uh, Godfrey saw, uh, or less than a year since Godfrey saw the road, and a little bit more than that, since, or uh, well, a little bit over a year since Zygmunt Adamski had been found on the coal pile, right? So you're probably wondering, how are these two things related? Why are we connecting these two events? Norman Collinson, that's why. Who's Norman Collinson? You're probably wondering. I am actually I am, wondering. I am wondering. I that. will tell you. He was with the Greater Manchester Police Department at the time. In fact, he was their chief detective of the Fraud Squad. Huh. Ooh. That's a pretty cool name. That's awesome. Rela- related to the Mod Squad. No, no. <laughs> Not I, I at believe all. fewer Afros. Yeah, and mini probably. Skirts. Yes, yes. And go go boots. And a lot fewer go go boots. <laughs> probably none. Emma has no idea what the Mod Squad no, is. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Sorry. <laughs> it was, when was that? Like this in the 70s? Maybe? It had to have been. I mean, it was yeah. already in, in syndication that we saw it even Before as my kids. time. But it was. It was? I'm pretty sure it was. I don't, I don't think we saw it when it was being produced. I doubt I think, it. I think we did. Really? Yeah. How old are you? Damn. You're older than her, so. Yeah. <laughs> Am I? It yeah. was Apparently, Rashida Jones' mother. Was it yeah, really? Peggy Lipton. That was his. Her, oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Is it the Mod Squad? It was like young uh, police. You know, like they had the young hippie female, yeah. the uh, the black dude with a gigantic afro, and 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 I think this, the and token white guy, the cool white guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, and they solved crime by being Mod. Yeah. First aired in 1968. Yeah. See, final. No Aired in 1973. No, so you I guys were young. Yeah, I don't think I. I, I don't think I probably I wasn't it. watching it from two to five. Or no, no, probably, probably not. not. <laughs> so let's get back. Wait, let's let's go ahead and leave back the mod squad because the <laughs> fraud squad had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So Godfrey's story about the UFO had filtered its way through kind of police gossip and found the story found its way to Norman Collinson in Manchester. He called Godfrey. And he said, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you about UFOs. And Godfrey's very leery. And he says, no, 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 not to tease you. But because you know what? I believe in UFOs, or at least I think you may have seen something very real. And can we talk? Can we meet? So they agree to meet about Collinson goes to Godfrey's house a few days after this initial phone call. But he is not alone. Norman Collinson has brought along a solicitor named Harry Harris, 
<laughs> and a seemingly just kind of random guy named Mike Sachs, okay porn name, not great, yeah. but not terrible either. Sachs is there because he has also seen odd lights in the sky near Todmorden, where where Godfrey saw his UFO encounter. Um, Collinson says, I'm going to videotape this interview, and they proceed to interview PC Godfrey, who kind of walks them through his whole incident there on the Burnley Road. And Collinson comes away very impressed. Mm. He thinks there might be something here, right? So they start drawing up a timeline. This little group starts drawing up a timeline. Remember, if you recall from part one, he saw the UFO, he was sketching the UFO, and suddenly there's a bright, white, blinding light, Mm -hmm. and he finds himself... Beyond it. Yeah. Driving, right? Driving. He was in his car, but he was stopped. Now he's suddenly driving, and he's driven beyond where he had seen and drawn the UFO. And he doesn't remember starting the car, putting his foot on the gas. Exactly, and the UFO's gone. I would be... So terrified. Yes. Missing time yes. is yeah. absolutely scary. I have missed time just one or two times in my life, but it was both involving tequila. Oh, so I, yes. I understand the, <laughs> the, the cause of these. It was not alien related at all. There's no As far probing. as you know. As far as I know. Do we know detail? Like, was he even aware of the time before and the time after? Yes. Yes. In fact, they start going through, they, they, they attempt to drop a timeline, right, of exactly what happened mm. and, and when it happened, right? And they come to the conclusion that he had lost about 20 to 30 minutes. Wow. Yeesh. That's insane. That's a long time. Yeah. But just to be clear, other sources have two things a little bit different here. One is that it was only about 15 minutes. Still a long time. It's a very long time. And another difference, though, says that PC Godfrey actually figured this out by himself shortly after the incident. And again, this source or these sources that I'm I'm following here say that this little group here, a year later almost, yeah, well not several months after it happened, just kind of kind of created this or constructed this timeline by going through the evening. I don't I don't know which is true. I, I right don't here. understand how they could. The only person that could do it is yeah. Godfrey, and it would only be if he happened to be aware of the time before. He'd have to be. He'd have to be. Yeah. He'd have to know, hey, I stopped at. 5.05 a.m. Yeah. And then I came to in the car. I drove right for Todd Murden. I p- remember he picked up a fellow PC there. That was at 5.38. It takes, I'm making this up, yeah. you know, X minutes to get there. So therefore, it was something like 20, 20 or 30 minutes. That's what yeah. I imagine they did. Yes. Which is doable. But, but whether he did it himself or did it with his group months later, I don't know. You, okay. hear, you hear it both ways. It goes both ways. <laughs> yes. So what do you do? If it's 1980 and you had a strange encounter with a UFO and it involves lost time, you undergo hypnotic regression. Oh, oh yes. I mean, obviously, it's to recover. Natural, yes, of course. To recover your lost memories. Hold on to your, um, or just sort of delay your disbelief there for a moment. But at the time, it was a legitimate, it was considered a legitimate therapy and a method. Well, I don't not believe in hypnosis well, for stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Okay. So at first, Godfrey thinks this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. What are you talking about? Eventually, though, Collinson talks him into it, says, look, I have some reputable folks who can come here. They'll hypnotize you. They'll help you remember what you don't remember. So two psychiatrists conduct these hypno-regression sessions. And, and again, this is when hypnotic regression was more or less mainstream and thought to be a useful tool. That's, that's not true anymore. Mm-hmm. Professor Blair was one of them. He was from the Manchester University, very respectable institution. And the other guy was Dr. Joseph Jaffe. He was a Manchester psychiatrist and he had worked with the police in the past. So these are two seemingly reputable folks here, right? Yeah. Neither was told the details of what Godfrey had witnessed. Allegedly... That's how they, they tell it. Let's remember, though, they're in Manchester, 25 miles away. This was a big story. It was undoubtedly covered in the Manchester media. Now, and they had worked with the police. Well, well I don't want to give something else away. There's every reason, reason to believe they knew about this story in detail, in mm. great detail, right? This, it wasn't some of... This wasn't, right? Remember, we, we talked about how it was splashed all over the front pages when it, a week after it occurred. So yeah. the story is told as if, you know, they had no idea what had happened to Godfrey, so they were just trying to guide him through that night. That's almost certainly bullshit. Yeah. 
So regardless, though, Godfrey goes through three hypnotic sessions over a couple of months, and each of those sessions is followed by some pretty terrible nightmares. He does not deal with them very well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> are you worried well, about Godfrey? I'll, I'll give it away. He's not going to die. Okay. So eventually, though, Godfrey's boss at the police station finds out about these sessions, and he says no. He nixes them immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop them from occurring. He, he tells Godfrey he has to knock it off. But. Well, that seems like he's overstepping his boss bounds there. His boss bounds? Yeah. I like that. I <laughs> boss like that. Bounds. It sounded weird, but it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's good. That's good. Maybe, but he put it into it. And but all the story that had been cold from these three sessions already was plenty. So here we go. Okay. Here's what happened to Alan Godfrey. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. So he's remember he's on the road to Burnley, west of Todd Murden. He sees the object on the road. He thinks he's in the hypnotic regression. He says, It's a bus. Then he corrects himself and says, It's not a bus. He nears the object, and it's as he described it before, right? And he talks about sketching it in the hypnotic regression, and then he, he sees this blinding white light. We know that already happened. He has those memories. But now, on hypnosis, he can tell them what happened next. PC Alan Godfrey's missing time was spent with... Aliens. 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 As you might imagine. On the hovering diamond bus. Yes. First, he finds himself floating in a room. Not uncommon in abduction lore. No. He says there is a, quote, tall guy he calls Joseph, and he's standing <sighs> next to him. Hey, he, okay. He, he, I don't know what, it's never explained why he called him Joseph. Yeah. Uh, he, he's dressed in a white robe and a skull cap. In some sources and in some parts, of, in some tellings of the story, he, he called this guy Joseph. Mm. which would fit a little better with the whole kind of Old Testament garb he's describing this tall yeah. guy is wearing. Yeah. So he's Joseph or Yosef. He's dressed like a prophet from yeah. the, the literally Hebrew <laughs> mythology or history or both. And he's you know hanging out with aliens. The tall guy, with the tall guy though, he's not alone. Oh no. There are about eight little three foot high robots. Or at least at first uh, he describes them as robots or robot like. This is amazing. Little robots, I know. And that's the best description he can come up with initially. Later, Godfrey describes them as, quote, small creatures about the size of five-year-olds with heads shaped like a lamp. What? Say that so, again? Head, small creatures about the size of five-year-olds with heads shaped like a lamp. So five-year-olds are something like, are they three feet? No, they might be a little taller than that, aren't they? I don't know. But no, five-year-olds are small. Kids. Small. <laughs> So, so, okay, so they're three feet. They're, they're taller than three feet. They're taller feet. than three feet, but oh. they're small. Yeah. They at first appear to him to be robots. Later, he, they're creatures of some sort, but they definitely are lamp-headed. Yeah, they have lamp-shaped so. heads. Trapezoids. <laughs> yeah, what is that? It's got to be. You have to infer that it's some kind of, either they are robots or, or something like that, or it's some kind of a helmet or something like that. Yeah. Uh, presumably. Why? Hopefully. Why? They're aliens. They could have, yeah, I on, mean, you know? I guess, but. I don't know. They could have hammerhead oh, Carrie, shaped heads. Carrie, come I mean, on, please. Now you've gone too far. All right. <laughs> Godfrey does not like these little things. He instinctively fears them. Smart. They do the typical alien things, minus the anal probing. The robot kids attach things to his left leg and his right wrist, and they do some kind of a testing or some kind of analysis. I, I get the sense there's some kind of it's almost sort of medical sciencey kind of a feeling sure. to it. Again. Very common. Their version of the tricorder, probably. Yes. <laughs> well, now, because these are actually attached to him. Tricorder just, do 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 you oh. have cancer, kind of a thing. And, and then, do do now you're cured. Well, a less sophisticated tricorder, yes, then. Yes, yes. They're, they're behind Star Trek technology, yeah. I'm assuming. So they do some this testing and analysis. Again, again, very, very much in kind with classic abduction lore. This, mm. there, there's always some kind of a testing going on. Yeah. The, Aliens are curious. They're very curious. They, they so are. they yep. capture the odd human, rope them in with a tractor beam, and um, yeah. dust them a little bit. Lots of time it involves the anus, but sometimes not always. This time, no. They, oh, good. Lucky for Alan. Yeah. So, I, oh, but I didn't mention that they also have a dog with them. Oh, what kind of dog? An actual... A black dog. Canine? Just or? a large, an absolute dog. Huh. Just a largest black dog is hanging out with them. 
I'm going to assume it was Cosmo, the mm. super intelligent telepathic Russian space dog from uh, Guardians <laughs> of, and the Galaxy of the Galaxy. Naturally, right? you know Cosmo. No, nope. He hasn't been in the movies. No, but he's he hasn't. an integral part of the comics. He's he's a he's a Russian Cosmo dog that was captured by because they they put dogs up there and left them just to die. And Good lord, this I know. one was captured by aliens and be and given telepathic super intelligence. It's a cool storyline, actually. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool, actually. He's a big part. Hopefully they'll bring him in. Anyway, so they have a dog with him too. <laughs> so there's, a, there's, a, there's an old testament prophet. Yeah. There's eight robot kids with lamp shaded shaped heads. And there's a dog. Just a regular dog. Just a normal, Just a normal dog. Just to keep you at ease. Just so us we're maybe. nice. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually not be a bad idea. Yeah. See, we have a dog. How bad can we be? It's a lovely little friendly lab or something like that, I imagine. Well, maybe they got the dog from Earth. Yeah, yeah, that's what to, we think. Yeah, okay. no one <laughs> oh, doesn't think that. <laughs> I thought you thought it was an alien dog. No, 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 Carrie, no, 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 no. That would be amazing. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Peril evolution. That would be remarkable. Yeah. yeah. So they they put him back in his car apparently, because remember he finds himself yeah. back in his car. So they put him back there somehow. They take off, and that's when he snapped out of it on Burnley Road with this hole in his memory. That doesn't sound super traumatic. <sighs> you you wouldn't be traumatized by that. Being pulled out of your car by aliens, worked on. They they looked like little kids with lamp shaded heads. Dog or not, that would be pretty traumatic. Yeah, I'd be scared shitless. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but after the fact, he's okay. They didn't well, yeah. hurt but him. That doesn't take away the fear in the moment. No, Carrie, all aliens. No, of course not. Are okay, but Maybe I expected it to sore, be some sort of horrific torture session. No, guess not. No, or usually, I think usually aliens are pretty cool about their abductions. Yeah. Usually. They don't want to hurt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably should keep things out of our asses, but... You can, can you relax with the whole it's, ass thing? It's traumatizing. <laughs> oh, that's like I understand, the first, but... That's the first <laughs> alien abduction I read was because <clears throat> the early ones like in the 70s involved that it's like every time there's some kind of kind of ass play happening and it was it was just, I don't know why, but it became a cliche and it's it, fucking, it's terrifying. Yeah. Whoever started that, you're yeah, weird. Well. So well. Godfrey is, he's as shocked as anyone at what he says occurred and what happened during this missing time. Mm-hmm. He, again, he had no conscious memory of any of these events after the blinding light. So is there something they did to him to make him forget it? Or the was it always, literally always. just him forgetting traumatic, the traumatic I don't know. part of his encounter? He did the, one of those men in black things. Maybe, because here's the thing. He still cannot, quote unquote, remember any of these events when he's not hypnotized, when he's in conscious thought. He has no mm. memories. And he's able to, to differentiate between what he told them during his hypnosis sessions, his hypnotic sessions, and what he remembers when he's fully awake. So once he's no longer hypnotized, he re-forgets it. He, he, he has no memory of it. He knows, uh, I don't even know how, how he found it. I presume they, they played the tapes and Does told he, him what he said. I, I don't know. Okay. But, yeah. Does he remember telling, telling the story during hypnosis? During hypnosis, yeah. My, you know, I don't know how hypnosis not, works. Hypnosis is not, you're very relaxed. It's not, yeah. everybody thinks it's like you're, you don't have any memory of it. That's that's generally not true. That's generally right. so, stage bullshit. So he should process. remember telling. He should remember story. telling them. Okay. Yes, but he has no conscious memory of these events occurring. Okay, gotcha. Hmm. And 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 never will. The story catches the eye of the local press again, though it's not completely clear how they heard of these hypnotic sessions and Godfrey's There's- tale of abduction and a bunch of lamp. Headed little aliens with a space dog. A leaker. It's probably his boss. Probably. Uh, no, probably not his boss. My, I'm going to guess it's one of the people who was involved. <laughs> one of the uh, psychiatrists or Colin sent. I don't know. Right? That would be my suspicion. Not his boss. And it certainly wasn't him. Or at least he says it's not. But the press did find out about it. It, again, it splashed all over the, the newspapers. And then this is critical. Some, so it's a big story. Cop says captured by aliens. Not probed, but tested. Had they had a dog, right? Big story. <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So big story, right? Big media story. Sure. Some enterprising reporter either remembered or was doing some research and ran across the story from Zygmunt Adamski. Sure. And, and what he ran across was remember Coroner Turnbull guy. He ran across that quote where he says, "If I was told yeah. a UFO took this man up." and dropped him on the coal pile, I would only raise one eyebrow. Yep. That was suggestive, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Turnbull had no intention for that to be yeah. real. real. Exactly. Wow. It was a figure of speech. Mm-hmm. That's really, really important to remember. But to the press, uh-uh, you've just ratcheted up the story to 11. From this point forward, these two events, Adamski's disappearance and reappearance on the coal pile and the whole UFO story, the two kind of the two parts of it, of the UFO story for Alan Godfrey are connected and they will never be unconnected. I have a question. Yes. Did Alan Godfrey remember them? Did they remove his clothes to do the tests or was he fully clothed? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I don't remember reading. I, I think he was clothed, but I don't, I'm not sure. Why? Huh. Why? Because of what happened? Because of Ziggy. Okay. Yeah. Because he mm. must have been unclothed because they re-clothed, re-clothed yeah. him and burned, and he somehow he got burned. Yeah. Clumsy his clothes, alien. His clothes were all the, weird. Yes, his clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some, that, that's the idea. Somebody reclothed yeah. him. He didn't know how to clothe the human form. The human body. Yeah. But also they had him for five days five versus... Days, yeah. Or four days. Yeah, five days. Five days. And, and, he, and some clumsy alien spilled space acid. On his shoulders and... Probably yeah. just space coffee. <sighs> but it's, it's like... Corrosive. It's corrosive. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So that's... Uh, space coffee, though, it's hotter than McDonald's coffee used to be. Yeah. So it's possible. It pretty much all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> case closed. <laughs> yeah. So do you have my case closed sound? Yes. So, again, so now suddenly these two events are connected. The September 27th, 1981 Sunday Mirror, which was a major national publication. So, again, this is a big story. Ran with this headline. Amazing UFO death riddle. A man's mysterious death is at the center of one of the biggest UFO riddles in years. So they're clearly connecting Adamski's death with this Godfrey UFO story. Right. For, for really no other reason. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. So the media emphasizes how baffling the Adamski case, they're kind of revisiting that case, right? And they emphasize, well, this was super baffling, and now we can relate it to this UFO mm-hmm. episode. Coroner Turnbull, right, at, after this story rebroke again, he admits that, quote, the failure of forensic scientists to identify the corrosive substance which caused Adamski's burns lends weight to the UFO theory. Yeah. He was not very media savvy. He's the coroner. For that. <laughs> he should not be saying things like that. No. Yeah, this guy, he honestly, if there wasn't a coroner term on this case, this, we may not be talking about it right now. So thanks. Yeah. Thank you. We owe it to you. Fall. He does it because you can't, you don't know how this body was burned. It lends credence to the UFO that he was abducted by UFOs. Really? Well, not only that they don't know how the body was burned, but they can't identify the, the gel, gel substance that That's, was on yeah, it. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll get to that in a minute. I mean, we'll he the recognizes theories. their unexplainable he does. surroundings. He does. This guy's death. And yeah. you, you still need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, just stop. Turnball should not be saying things like that. Huh. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be, there's probably like words you do and don't say <laughs> when you're a coroner to the maybe public. A, maybe a PR guy for the mm-hmm. county could have stepped in between Turnable and the microphone. I don't know. Yeah. I so, find it refreshing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. The next month, the Weekly World News there in England, which is a tabloid along the lines of uh, the National Enquirer or something like that here in the United States, had the headline, quote, Death Strikes from Space. So they're overtly saying, Adamski was killed by aliens, essentially. Yeah. It's a pretty dope title, though. Yeah, it is a good. I'm not denying their powers of yeah. quality headlines. But he wasn't. He just had a heart attack. Correct. And they put his but, body down. Yeah, well, are they? Because <laughs> they, they panicked. They, they didn't know what to do. They could have caused a heart attack, Carrie. They're aliens technology. Yeah. They have a death ray that looks like it's something. Some of their death rays look like leukemia. Some of their death rays look like diabetes. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. They, they have settings. Mm-hmm. Set to advanced diabetes, and they boop, and then boom. You nah, know, nah I'm, I'm just know. saying. All deaths are aliens. If they were diseases, the, don't exist. Yeah. Let's, oh, let's hey, let's yeah. that's that. a good that's one, good. Emma. That's good. Thank good, you. good conspiracy theory. Let's go. <laughs> if they were that advanced, they'd know how to button up his clothes not correctly. Necessarily. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they're not that advanced. Maybe like, these are the dumbest aliens. Yeah. This is the D team. Maybe it was the three foot robots Could who they buttoned up his clothes. Or are they actually their alien kids? Yeah, literally. They're like, they're like, this is like their training test. program. It's, tra- <laughs> it's training. That's what Joseph was. He was like the teacher, mm-hmm. but the kids fucked up. They were not good at this. They're, but they do. Don't, don't blame the kids, Carrie. Yeah. Okay, lay off How the kids. How dare you? God, they're just children. So suddenly Adamski, you know, in the public mind, was killed by aliens and then placed gently atop that coal pile after they did their dirty work or after he accidentally died when he was in their custody. 
And since Godfrey was on the Adamski case, and they're now cover, covering that UFO story, then the Adamski alien murder and the Godfrey UFO case are inextricably linked. And again, they're, they're, they're intertwined to this day. Again, it's, it's why we talk about this case. So that's what the story remains. Adamski's mysterious death has become clearly this, this UFO incident and tied to the Godfrey recovered memories of, of his UFO incident that happened five and a half months later. Uh, because, I mean, think about it. It's because Godfrey happened to be a cop who helped initially find the body and investigate the body. Otherwise, mm-hmm. there's... Well, well, again, we'll talk about that in a minute. So poor Alan Godfrey deteriorates. Oh. He does not take it well. His bosses kind of harass him. They order him to stop talking about the incident. He's now at this point, he's talking about the UFO. He's kind of embraced it a little bit. They say, knock it off. You're making us look bad. Then they force several unwanted transfers on him over the next four years or so. He is at that point assaulted by a bunch of rowdy drunks and beaten very badly. Oh, oh my God. Injured. And it's England. I'm assuming a soccer game was nearby. Yeah, probably. Rugby. And and then he has to take early retirement. So that's what happens to Alan Godfrey. One other epilogue here, the case files for Godfrey and Adamski remain sealed to this day. Well, see. Even Alan Godfrey has not been granted access to them. To his own file. file. That doesn't seem legal. Yeah. How's that allowed? (sighs) I don't know. The Magna Carta. I, I no. don't know much about English. <laughs> the Magna Carta. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. This Official Secrets Act, perhaps? England, tell us. I don't know. But yeah. they've never yeah. used the files. Listeners? Uh, they don't so, have Freedom of Information Acts yeah. there. They don't have a FOIA in England, to my knowledge. I'm sure they have mm. so, something yeah, they, like yeah. it, but they have never unsealed those, the, either the, one of those files. Well, and there's got to be a reason for it. Mm-hmm. So let's take our shots in the dark. Let's take our, let's, what the hell happened here? Let's start with Zygmunt Adamski's disappearance and death. That is just, I don't know. I got aliens, nothing apparently. other than aliens. How, okay, well, let's, 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 or start, a crane. Uh, let's start a little more rational. We'll get to, we'll get to, or what? <laughs> or, or a crane. Or a crane, yeah, okay. Did he commit suicide, for instance? That was kind of the first go-to initially, no, right? he had a heart attack. He disappeared for five days. So he was living somewhere, eating, shaving, getting injured by acid and then put on his clothes all wrong, putting some kind of mystery gel on his burns. And then for some reason he wanders out to this coal yard many miles away from where he lives that he's never been to, climbs a 12 foot pile of coal and while staying completely clean. Yeah. And then lying <gasps> down and dying of something that appears to be a heart attack. Was that's the that that would ha- that's basically what the suicide theory would have to posit. Yes, was his body clean too? Maybe he, I maybe so, his yes. clothes were buttoned up weird because he climbed up naked to keep and, his clothes clean. And then got his, that got put him on once he was up there. And so you're standing precipitously on the top of as a, a he's loose having coal a heart pile, attack, dressing yourself yeah. as you're having a heart attack. Well, that's why it was difficult. That's why he didn't get everything done right. And keeping he his been clothes sitting. clean. Perhaps he was sitting on his butt. Okay. Doing All it. Right. All right. And, and, and he was having a heart attack, too, at the same time. And you've wondered He's having out. severe chest pain. Okay. <laughs> 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 Must hurry. Put vest on. No shirt. No time for a shirt. We'll leave shirts somewhere where it'll never be found. Yeah. Okay. All right. My watch and wallet were also left back wherever he's been staying for five minutes. Maybe days. he got burned by the acid. Maybe. Maybe. And thought, I'm going to put that shirt on. Yeah. And then he, he did this all... In an out-of-the-way coal yard, thirty miles away from where he was, Fugue State, in a, in a town. Yeah, Fugue State. Just, just, just okay. Thank you, because that's my next one. <laughs> oh. So anyway, before you we, asked the question, you did, I did, I did. God before damn we, it! Before we we leave that though, does anyone entertain suicide? No, absolutely that not. That would be that is just yeah. ridiculous I that that so. was ever since he died of a heart attack. <laughs> exactly, I know, but it's still it's still one of the potential causes of what happened. That's still sure. I, I, I agree. It's okay. nonsense. Yeah. So, okay, Fuke State. He yeah. had a, a memory loss there. He doesn't know who he is. He wanders around for five days, though, never being seen, eating and shaving. Yeah, that part is not. Badly dressing yeah. himself on the last day, getting burned somehow, putting on some kind of gel that no one knows what it is. And then same, even in a Fuke State, why is he going 30 miles away? That's a long way to walk. 
And, and how does he find himself in this out of the way? Remember that coal yard was at the end of a long drive. Coal yard was at the end of, of a lonely road there. Why is he anywhere near that? Little, and then climbs up. I, I don't, don't know who pe- I am. I'll climb a pile don't of coal. Don't people in fugue states do weird things? Yes. No, and, I thought, and they do, they can travel they can quite travel far. They can travel distances. quite far, but I thought they do things that are familiar to them and go to places that are familiar to them. He's doing the opposite of that. Maybe here. not maybe, all of maybe them maybe do. Not. Yeah, I thought no. we, when we did the case of, darn it, the woman who died in the Caribbean. Hannah Up. Hannah Up. I thought that's what you said, is that uh, Fugue State folks, remember she was going to, in, for her sure. first Fugue State in New York City, she was going to the Apple Store and places like that and the, and the gym where she had been before where she, that were familiar with her. That was the theory. Her. Okay. But in the Fugue States episode we did... There are people who wandered hundreds of miles away from Yeah, I remember that. I was where there for they that one. Yeah. Okay, but but he he gets this coal yard somehow, climbs up the pile again without getting dirty, and then has a heart attack. Maybe he was in an ex- like one of the most severe cases of a fugue state where. Hey, coal! He, I know coal. Yeah, I work there. <laughs> I work at a. Coal, I'm a coal miner. There's coal. I see coal. I need to go lay on there. Oh my god, I'm dead. I've died. Okay. I, okay, the, the, so. the biggest thing against the fugue state for me is what he was doing in those five it, it, exactly. days. Somebody would have seen him. Somebody yeah. mm-hmm. should have said, you know, somebody would have had to have helped him, right? Yeah. Given him lodgings and food. Yeah. And, and when it becomes a huge Or sold story, it to him. Yeah. It blows up. Exactly. There's they no would way. say. No one saw him, let alone housed him, shaved him, exactly. fed him. Right. etc. So to me, it has the same weaknesses as the suicide. Maybe a little bit less weak. Because now slightly less the, the heart attack makes more sense than the suicide, which where heart attack doesn't yeah. make any sense. So a, a little bit less weak. Mm-hmm. Are there any like weird uh, or maybe hermits with, living out in cabins? Maybe somewhere? with the suicide thing. <laughs> Seems like an extraneous topic, but go ahead. Maybe with the suicide thing, he was planning on killing himself, mm-hmm. but he hadn't done it yet, mm-hmm. and then he'd already he just died. He had a heart attack and just died. Okay, right. I don't think he was suicidal. No. I don't either, but We're I'm just saying. Uh. Uh-uh. Or was it something a little more sinister? For instance, was it kidnapping and murder? Earthly kidnapping and murder. That's what I first thought. Could have been kidnapping, but not murder, since he wasn't murdered. Well, as far just, as you know. Let's just listen, okay? Okay. okay let's, a group let's. called Bufora investigated this, and they were the basically a British UFO investigating group. They investigated in 2005, they investigated this case. So, well after it happened, wow. about 25 years. And they found that the wedding plans and the whole family situation at the time for the Adamskis when he disappeared were not nearly as rosy as the family said they were. Mm. They rarely are. Yeah. In fact, Adamski was supposedly not at all happy about the wedding even taking place. And, and then somehow this, this whole wedding was wrapped up and a part of a pretty big family feud going on at the time here for the Adamskis and their extended family. Mm-hmm. His cousin and her son, remember that were staying with them? That that's why they were staying with him because they were having problems at home. Those problems centered on that cousin's husband. Okay, that he Adamski had also had even recently got a restraining order against his cousin's husband, who was angry at his role in the wedding and son, and uh, other reasons for this family feud. Okay. Was it their daughter or whatever that was? I don't. Be? It was his goddaughter. You know, I don't know. It could have been. He could have been the godfather to his cousin's yes, child. Yes, he could have been. Uh, you think he'd... I know. Nothing yeah. I read said that, which is... If that's true, that's super annoying because that's something that should be in any detail of any accounting of this story. I know it's not in this one because I don't know, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know the question. That wouldn't be shocking, though, would it? No. So the family members themselves, it turned out, believe that that cousin's husband, husband had something to do with it. They thought he really? may have kidnapped Zygmunt and held him for five days in kind of, you know, an escalation of this feud that was going on. Huh. He, again, he was, the cousin's husband was said to be very bitter about Adamski's role. So maybe he was, maybe it was his daughter. I don't know. But that they actually did suspect him. <laughs> actually. That's how you pronounce that word. No, well, it's no, not. Fine. Actually. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. So that's interesting. The before investigators then kind of go into full speculation mode, right? They figured that, okay, the husband held... Adamski in a, in a shed, they think, and he's giving him food. I guess he's tied up, presumably naked, because well, the, the whole redressing part. And he, the cousins let him shave and eat and all that stuff. So he's not intending to kill him, apparently. But then on the fourth day of activity, 
Adamski injures himself. He probably knocks over some acid in the shed and spills it over his neck and shoulders. The cousin has, I don't know, a homemade remedy or something like that, and some kind of salve and spreads it over him. That's the gel that was found on him. I'm saying the homemade remedy because it, it, it was apparently not, not a store-bought normal mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, yeah, but even if it was a homemade remedy, they wouldn't would it have be been, of something they would yeah. be able to identify? You know what, you think yeah. so, but I don't know how... Hard they tried. That <laughs> yeah. The scientists were in identifying the ingredients in this gel, eh. or even how qualified they were to do that. They just I have sniffed no it and were like, I don't, I, know. Like, I don't know. I don't recognize it. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of almondy. Is that? They just went like, uh-uh. they just licked it a little <laughs> and were like, I don't I'm know. I'm not high, so. It's not Neosporin. <laughs> yeah. So, so. we're stumped. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know how. I, I will bet you if we had. My, I suspect that if we had that gel now, we'd figure out what it is. I get, but, but it does go into the UFO lore as like, no yeah. one can know what this is. Come on. It, has, it must be from outer space. So we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to your UFO here in a minute. Okay. So the husband, so he spreads this, the, the burns over, the, over with his home remedy. And then, oh, but there's an alternative way for these burns to have occurred too. They found out that Zygmunt Adamski was into moxibustion. What? Moxibustion. It is this alternative medical therapy that was not popular, but around at the time there. It sounds a bit like cupping. Basically, you light mm. some cotton oh. balls on fire, and they're treated with mugwort, and then you put them on your skin. Oh, my God. For as, a, as alternative medicine. For what? Because you what believe bullshit, do? and you think it's going to help you. Same as cupping. Cupping is 100% pointless and useless, yeah. but there's Michael Phelps with scars all over himself yeah. in the Olympics, it's, you know, ex- exposing how gullible he is. So Weird. I'm sure it's an ancient Chinese remedy, so I'm sure it works just as well as all ancient Chinese remedies. You know how I feel about no this. No offense, ancient China. And, no offense, ancient China, <laughs> but you, you didn't know a lot about medicine, you, and, and it, just because it's old doesn't mean it, it was good. Well, they knew some things no, about no, medicine. No. It turns out they're mostly... They used herbs and stuff. Yeah, they also use panda gallbladder and dolphin penis. So, you know. Well, who maybe knows? That's why. Nobody's maybe perfect. It, maybe just, we, you think we didn't do some weird, stupid, uh, ineffective I'm not shit? We burned everything. Okay, the then. All old-timey medicine is mostly bullshit. Yeah, most old-timey so, uh, stuff just, Not general. just Chinese. Absolutely not. Every, everybody. So regardless, though, the husband treats the burns with some kind of weird gel, right? So I don't know why you need that alternative way of getting burned, but they brought that up. This investigation brought that up. Hmm. Uh, maybe because I don't, I, most people don't keep open containers of acid in their sheds. Yeah, probably So they not. were looking for another reason yeah. of how these burns occurred. That's all. I don't know. Huh. And, uh, and maybe the gel didn't have enough pandagol butter and river dolphin penis to make it effective. The ratio was all off, yeah, and yeah. that's why so it didn't work. he's dead. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> but anyway, on the fifth day of this kidnapping, the cousin's husband goes out there to the shed and finds Zygmunt dead of a heart attack. Right, right. We think he died between eleven o'clock and one p.m. So he's going out to give him his late breakfast. Hey, okay, Zygmunt. Oh shit, I'm in big, big trouble. I better get you dressed. Mm. So, so that's why we assume, or we have to assume that he was held captive nude because he now dresses him haphazardly, quickly. So he screws up. Doesn't zip him up, doesn't tie his shoes right, doesn't uh, button his him right, doesn't put a shirt on, forgets to give him back his wallet and watch, he, and because he just wants to get rid of the body, right? Right. Yeah. Why he wouldn't get rid of a naked body, we're not 100% yeah. sure, but maybe he doesn't want to be found in his car with a naked body. He figures if the guy's dead but clothed, it'll look better for him. Mm-hmm. Probably. No, no, no. That's just a thought. So he dresses him, blah, 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 and then he takes him out to this lonely coal yard that... Apparently, the, cousin, the cousin's husband knew about, and he, for some unknowable reason, he hauls him, I guess, fireman style, over his shoulder to the top of a 12-foot pile of coal and lays him down to be found, because it would for sure be found. That makes, I mean, I That's a, a very odd place to Absolutely. drop off the body. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to ask yourself... Um, why there? Why, why, why there? Why, why in a place where he's going to be... You, it's not like you're concealing the body. Mm-mm. He's not going to be found that minute, but he's going to be found soon. You know there's people at that coal yard getting it and, and distributing yeah. coal. So, and dump it at the, anyway. I mean, even if you want to dump it at that coal yard, why do you have to go to the top of it? Yeah. It's still plainly visible. Yeah. I don't know. So, to me, that makes almost no sense. And, in fact, the whole story doesn't really make that ton. Well, it's possible 
Yeah. That the abduction part happened. The yes. disposal of the body is inexplicable. Weird. Yeah. But it turns out the police actually did get some inklings at the time that there was maybe trouble within the family. And they did hear about the cousin, husband, the yeah. cousin's husband. And they did look into the cousin's hu- husband. And for what it's worth, they found, they determined no ties to the abduction. There was, they didn't believe he did it. Did they look in the shed? I don't know. He even had a shed. Oh. The shed was just Bufora's imagination, potentially. I, I, I don't know if they actually established that the cousin husband, husband had a shed. Oh, okay. Or not. They just, you know. They, I think they wanted to get him someplace where there might be acid laying around. Right. <laughs> that he could knock over onto himself and burn himself. So, but they, anyway, the police found no evidence that he had anything to do with Adamsey's disappearance. Do we they, know what his occupation was? No. Okay. Uh, acid storer. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Or was it asked, after all, what Carrie thinks? Aliens. Oh, I'd believe anything at this point. All of this shit, everything but, like, everything is so far-fetched. Well, all okay, of the theories. you have your typical alien abduction happening, right? Yeah. Like, standard issue. And during that alien abduction, they, for some reason, they keep him for five days. And yeah. during that time, he di- at the end of that, he dies of a heart attack. Yeah. They feed him, they shave him, they jail him when he gets burned by space acid. Mm-hmm. They do all those normal things. And then, but again, maybe this one did involve some probing because he's naked because they have to reclothe him and they do so poorly. because You don't, don't know that know he's him. naked. He, he, all his clothes were, were bad. Every part of his clothes had something wrong done with it. Again, he was unzippered, so his pants. Okay, but maybe no they on. put him in a robe Yes. for whatever well, they were doing was, to him and they wanted to re-put on his earth clothes before. His earth clothes, yes. Yeah, you don't have to turn it into a sordid, lewd thing. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie is defending the honor of aliens everywhere. So are you think so is it that he died while still in the aliens custody? He must have otherwise, yeah. yeah. But then how did the alien spacecraft come down and no one saw it in the middle oh, of the day? Easy. That's easy. Cloaking, cloaking device. device. Oh, okay. There, Sorry. Yeah, we got that. We got, we got that covered. We've seen Star Trek. There are cloaking devices. Cloaking Trust me. Device. That's easy. In fact, we both said cloaking device. Immediately. Yeah. So, this the cloaked spacecraft is now has a dead body on their hands. They have to reclothe yeah. him. So what are they? They don't want to go to space jail. They're gonna get in so much trouble. They <laughs> yeah. they screwed up this experiment. Remember their kids. Their kids. So they're, <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be like, <laughs> fired from oh, the training. Oh shit! What are we gonna do? This guy died on us. Damn it! I don't know. Uh, hey, I have an idea. Let's land him in a coal field to make it look like any other normal did, human death. Did, didn't he I say mean, he was a coal miner? On. They'll totally get it. Maybe so. Maybe they smelled yeah. coal on him and they said, well, he must live in this coal field. This will be a closed and shut case. <laughs> let's put him, <laughs> let's, let's float him <laughs> down peacefully on the top of that coal pile there. Okay, go, 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 go. Let's get out of here. Book it. Oh, God, so, yeah. That was a close it. one. So to believe... The UFO angle, you have to believe something like that happened at the end of this Hell time. Hell, yeah. Aliens well, are real. I'm not arguing with okay. you. We All are right. so vain if we think we are the one no, fucking I don't, planet. I think aliens are real, but I think they're smart enough, even as kids, to not put them on the top of a coal pile. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, I think as kids, they're not, they haven't learned yet. But why in the coal pile? Their brain, your your alien brain, your yeah, frontal Maybe they just wanted to mess with earthlings. Maybe, maybe. Then they could have made it, it a lot weirder, even weirder. Prank. And wouldn't the aliens be smart enough, as I think some, one of you said earlier, to know how to button things? Come on, they're aliens. I think mom said that. I guess they all have silver zipper jumpsuits. Maybe they don't not. have to wear clothes. They're just... They're so far advanced. Remember when you're yes, that far advanced? Yes. yes. Simple tasks. You, t- you just, just can't fathom how to do you it. You just think clothes on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, when you guys say dial-up internet, I can't even fathom what dial-up so internet would be. So it's a good thing we be. never say dial-up internet <laughs> to defend. I, people, I have not said that in, in 15 years. When people talk about it. Okay. Like, like when people talk about it. Don't say us. Our kids up. probably wouldn't know how to use a rotary phone. Yeah. Yes, we know how to use a rotary phone. I don't phone. think so. <laughs> I, you could you, figure you that out. You look at a rotary phone and you'd just be baffled. No, that's a bad <laughs> example. My example was way better. Sure, well, only because you've seen it on TV. If you hadn't seen movies and TV with rotary phones, exactly. You, you wouldn't I know haven't how ever to do seen it. TV. I haven't ever seen someone dial up internet, so I would have no idea what that would be. Our kids couldn't put a coffee filter in because they all use Keurig. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Carrie? Yeah. Our kids wouldn't know how to run a simple steam a simple steam engine. And my Wait, kids will probably even. not even know how to type <laughs> on a keyboard. Probably that probably not. won't even exist anymore. Yeah, you don't know. What, you know what a typewriter is? Yes, I know what a typewriter okay. is. Which but I don't. I would not know how to use oh, it really? properly. Right. Yeah, I have it somewhere. You have a typewriter? <laughs> yes. How? What is it? A relic? 
Is it a I just piece? I like want, I saw it at like an yeah. antique shop and yeah. I wanted it. It was really yeah. cheap. That's weird. So to stay with the UFO angle here, <laughs> the, an infamous UFO photographer named George Adamski. <gasps> what? Any relation? He years later he agreed with the abduction scenario. He said though that it may have been a case of mistaken identity. He thought the aliens were trying to grab him, him George Adamski. Okay, we are going to put sir. some of George Adamski's pictures. He's famous for taking photographs of UFOs, many photographs of UFOs, either the luckiest or unluckiest person on the planet Earth. So they're after him because why? He knows too much? Because his pictures <laughs> of pie plates and lampshades on strings are going to blow the lid off the alien presence on Earth. That must be why they wanted well, to abduct him. that is nothing. Okay. He's, it's hilarious. They're the most overtly fraudulent embarrassing they've been clearly identified as like common household you know items it's hilarious and he's passed them off and he has followers where is he from um europe oh okay (laughs) not america is he from England? Maybe, I mean, is he I in England? I'm, I don't know. I should know I, I'm that. getting look Australian look vibes. George Adamski here. I forgot where he's from. So, I mean, that's what he said essentially. But the aliens, because they're child aliens, yes. got mixed up on their Adamskis. So they identified the right last name. He's a Polish American citizen. Oh, he's American. Okay. That's ridiculous. Okay. I guess because all humans look alike. To he them. was born in Poland. Okay, like Zygmunt, as a matter of fact. But where did he live in 1980? Yeah, oh, uh, he was. Was he in America by then? He's, is he he's, alive still? No, it said he died in 1965. What? Is that a wrong person? Yeah, it's the wrong person. George Adamski. I looked up George Adamski. George, George Adamski, UFO photographer. Yeah. Do that. But anyway. So ultimately, though, I'll be honest. For me, at least, I have no idea what happened to Zygmunt Adamski. This is truly a completely inexplicable mystery to me. I don't get it. He had no reason to kill himself. I think the um, kidnapping story doesn't hold water. The fugue story, even to me, has almost the same weaknesses as the murder, uh, I'm sorry, the, the suicide story. And, and there's just no reason for him to wind up where he wound up. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say, why, why do you think the kidnapping story is ridiculous? Is is the end of it? At the very least, the end of it is. First of all, I'm pissed at him. I'm going to kidnap him for five days. If he yeah. if he didn't want him to officiate at the wedding, you only needed to kidnap him for one day. If you thought, what are you going to do? Keep him, kidnap him in, until I don't know. The, the he, wedding's been called off. It's just silly. I, it makes no I, well, sense. Of what was your end game there? And then in terms of he he somehow spills ass on himself, and he and he then puts him on the top of a coal pile. Yeah, that part's weird. Field. I don't know. No sense. It isn't. I don't know. Not I much more far-fetched than any of the other theories. That's probably true. It's probably the least far-fetched, but it's not a solid story. And, and again, to, uh, for what it's worth, the police did investigate, look into him, and found yeah, no, no that was whatsoever. That, yeah. uh, George Adamski did yes. die in 1965. Yeah. Well, how does that work, then? Uh, you tell us. This is, this is the George Adamski that yeah. is popping and up. took the UFO? Yeah. yeah. George Adamski was a Polish-American citizen and author who became widely known in ufology circles. Yeah. I have no fucking I know I've read something that, that Adamski, maybe, does he have a kid maybe who's taken up his it's biz possible. maybe? And he died in, in Maryland. So, huh. Uh, okay, well, I'm baffled because I've read multi, more than one source. I'll have to go back and see where I, where I read that. George Adamski claimed this had something to do with me. I don't know. Okay. So, we're going to move on to the Godfrey explanation. Yes. Okay. What did happen to Godfrey? What was that UFO that he saw? I will ask you a question. Have either of you ever heard of a Futuro home? No. F-U-T-U-R-O. Is it a home made of churros? That would be delicious. <laughs> And it would be my favorite place to live. I yes. couldn't live there very long because I'd eat, eat myself out of a house <laughs> very soon. Is that a home of the future? It's, it's very well. That's, a, well. that's good deductive reasoning there, Carrie. Okay. Not really, yes. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they're called Futuro. Maybe they just wanted to sound, you know, oh, this is yeah. the cutting edge. But these, fi- these were fiberglass dwellings that were about 13 feet by 26 feet, four by eight meters, which... <laughs> If you remember, yes, uh, what's his I face said, remember. 14 feet by 20, 20. feet or so, yeah. right? So pretty similar. They are invented in 1968 by a Finnish architect named Matti 
Sura running. <laughs> S-U-U. Probably a relative of mine. Probably so. Yeah. Probably every, all Finns are relatives of yours. I think so. Okay. Not every Finnish person is related to she's, you, Mom. She's I, pretty sure they are. I got some Matties sure. in there. Oh, okay. Shit. All right. So you have the same first name, so that's that's good. So that makes good sense. good logical reasoning there. Yeah. So Suronen, S-U-U-R-O-N-E-N, uh-huh. S-U-U, that, I mean, that's got to be flagged. That's not okay. Yeah. Finland. How is that allowed? You can't have back-to-back U's. Make it a W. Yeah. That's why we invented that, I'm assuming. Okay, you're a little... Uh, a little bit... Anti-Finnish there? No. I apologize. I like Nokia. Arrogant <laughs> American. Okay, fine. Whatever. So these Futura homes were intended as portable ski cabins. Oh. You just drop on there and you got a place to stay. Nice and stay warm and all that kind of thing. Only about 100 were ever made. But one of these was made in 1971 by Waterside Plastics. I guess they licensed other companies to make them, right? That was a company located in... Wait for it. Todd Todmorden, England. England. They made it for the city of Todmorden, which was going to use it as like their information center for some kind of like a community anniversary. An anniversary, I don't know, the whatever 100th anniversary of Todmorden. And they're going to have this little free cheer home there to have some person in there handing out pampas and shit, I guess. Hmm. Okay. No one is quite sure what happened to this Futura home after the celebrations were over, but it seems pretty possible if not likely that it stayed in the area yeah did it have paneling on it uh, i'll show you in a second <laughs> i'll show you a picture of it okay so and we'll put pictures of of this and of godfrey's drawings up on our stuff website instagram whatever so perhaps one of these future futuro homes is being transported on the back of a truck along burnley road in let's say november of 1980 nine years after Todd Merdin's anniversary that it was made for. That would put it a few feet seemingly above the, the ground. ground. Yeah. And PC, and, now, and it's, you know, it's, it was dark. It's England in November. Let's say it's probably foggy. I don't know if that for a fact, but I bet it was. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's England. It's fog all the time. So that's the stereotype, and we're sticking to it here. Sure. And maybe, just maybe, I'm not casting aspersions, but maybe PC Godfrey at the end of a long graveyard shift, nodded off at the side of the road. Yeah. And Well, he's supposed to be looking for some cows. Some cows, yes. He was exhausted from looking for cows all night, right? So I I don't wholly blame him for that. Sure. And he pulled over, so that was responsible. He wakes up and sees this very strange, large, oval shape ahead of him above the roadside in the dark, in the presumably fog. And it's, I mean, right? That would be completely disorienting to you and very, very confusing. So I'm going to show you a picture. Audience, please look at your Instagram account of now. us, our, our website or something like that, of a Futura home on the back of a truck. That is a, not at all what huh. I expected. Interesting. So you see it that has looks like a flying saucer. The paneling. It totally looks like a UFO. On the top, it, it's, it's a rounded, it's a, it's a stretched out oval shape, much, much longer from yeah. left to right than it is its, its height. And it has little, well, decent sized oval windows mm-hmm. around it completely just above the center line. Yeah. So that's a future home. You'd, you'd go there with you and have some, um, some, some, some schnapps. How do you yes. get into it? There's a door. There's a door I think somewhere. it's on the other side. I know, but... Now, are you getting hung up on, on the door, Karen? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on it's to... It's going to have to be a UFO thing that folds down like no, stairs. No, it, it really isn't going to have to be that. Well, yeah, it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. rounded. Okay, you know, we'll you try sold to, me. We'll try to find a picture of the Futuro Home's door just for Carrie's sake. And see well, if it yeah, is, it is. is like the, well, yeah, it is. Now, I'm going to show you a picture of what our friend Alan Godfrey drew of what he saw on that night on a chalkboard. Huh? And that is Alan Godfrey there. This is there exciting audio, by the way. On the picture. This is great audio. Again, please take a look at your pictures. That's it. And they I, look very I, and similar, guys. I dare guys. you to say those don't look very, very similar. Yeah, they do. He's never seen a future home because you know why? No one had seen a Futura home. They had, they're almost, again, 100 are made. Only one, as far as we know, in England, or at least one in that part of England. And he awakes up from what we think maybe he nodded off. He sees this thing. Yeah. He's still a little out of it and disoriented. And he, you know, 
He, the rest is Freaks uh, out. history. So maybe he had a little nip. Ooh, now, now I think you're going too far. But your mind would try to make sense of it, right? That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what the human brain does. Remember, Godfrey would later become an admitted UFO enthusiast. So can we surmise that maybe, just maybe, he was already a UFO enthusiast when this happened? He agreed to be hypnotized. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 that's speculation on my part. It, but even if he wasn't already a UFO enthusiast, then remember, UFOs had been all over the media. This yeah. is right in the middle of that Northern England UFO flap of the late 1970s into 1980. So the, and the UFO seems to be silent. Why? Because it's parked in the back of a truck that's not running. Or, or maybe, maybe the truck driver pulled over yeah. to take a nap also. And it's the wind moving the leaves around. Maybe he thought it was some kind of exhaust, right? That the leaves were swirling around the UFO, but they weren't moving at the top of the trees. I, yeah. I'm not that amazed by that, to be honest with you. And maybe also that Godfrey is further away than he thinks he is too, as well. Yeah. It's possible. But regardless, he's unable to identify what this very, very, very strange object is that he had never seen before. He's thinking about UFOs either because he's an enthusiast and or it's been in the media all this time around him. And your mind sees what makes sense to it. Yeah. Okay, there goes the UFO theory. <laughs> Godfrey himself, by the way, has always said he was sure what he saw on the road that day, right? He thinks he saw something mysterious on the road. He was never convinced that whole hypnotic regression, recovered memory stuff with the abduction story, he never was convinced that actually happened. Mm. So the, oh, really? the little kids with lampshade heads, the dog, yeah. all that stuff, <laughs> he, I don't know that he outright rejected it, but he kind of was not convinced that it really happened, even though they elicited those quote-unquote memories from yeah. him. Yeah. He thought they might have been doing bullshit, and that he, so he, he kind of questioned it. He, he appeared to uh, even question the method. And now, of course, these days, we are increasingly understanding that hypnotic regression is, is a worthless method. Mm. What happens is that the questioner is almost certain to lead the witness. You, you really can't not lead the witness, right? We've had a lot of, a lot of sexual abuse has come from these right. things when, yeah. when in, in, in hindsight, we know they did, that they did not happen. Yeah. We can't ever know that you weren't abducted by aliens, but so many of the abduction stories have been told through this hypnotic regression. It's just that, that it's really hard not to lead the witness. And this is especially true, of course, when the people doing the questioning are their advocates. They have an agenda. So you're saying, oh, no, these guys were just independent, you know, psychiatrists, whatever, right? Well, not so much. It turns out both of these very well-credentialed men that hypnotized Godfrey were part of MUFORA, the Manchester UFO Research Association. Oh, Lordy. They were UFO believers. Wow. And, and like I said earlier, I find it very hard to believe they didn't know any of the details about Godfrey's experience before they hypnotized him because it was all over the media they're, they live 25 miles away. They're UFO enthusiasts. Well, and they were brought by the And they are brought UFO by the other UFO. And, yeah. the, the police officer who was also a UFO yeah. enthusiast, Colin said. So I know to folks who believe that, it seems unfair because it's, you know, well, who else is going to do it? It takes a UFO enthusiast to, to investigate. Yes, that's true. Fair criticism, but it's also more than fair criticism to question the integrity or, or at least the, the independence, even if they're not trying even though they didn't sort of malice of forethought, uh, they want this to be a UFO case. You can't right. tell me they didn't. And so they're going to, you know, they turn this into this the, a classic abduction story yeah. with a dog and, and lamp-shaded children. Yes, of course. Okay, maybe not a classic one, but, you know, a variation <laughs> on that. So what we're left here is that these kind of, this really, truly mysterious death and disappearance that was wrongly connected to a pretty re- remarkable, but almost certainly easily explainable UFO story. And that they were, they were linked by you know, the time and the location. They were only a few months apart. They took place in the same area. Uh, the accidental presence of one person, Alan Godfrey, in both cases. And then that unfortunate phrase by Coroner Turnbull, followed by a reporter's eye for bullshit, yeah. which they have. So the, the press immediately connected them together. In fact, the two events have clearly nothing whatsoever to do with each other. There's no reason to connect Adamski's mysterious disappearance and death with the UFO event five and a half months later. You, 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 there's no reason to go backwards and say, okay, that means Adamski was killed by UFOs. Yeah. It's yeah. silly. 
the the sighting itself again is is kind of interesting, but it's really just a case of mistaken identity, a, a kind of a classic one. It's human psychology, it's, and it's shoddy methods by the folks who hypnotized him. The dancing story, though, I still stand by. It, that, that is a very fascinating, profoundly mysterious story yeah. on its own. Because So that's a good story. They're both good stories, but you put them together and they become a classic, great story. And again, that's why we're talking about it now, and that's mm-hmm. why it continues to have legs in the world of the unexplained. Love that shit. I'll leave you one more little, uh, by the way, the town of Todmorden, where Adamski was found, is an English town, as you know. No one's completely sure of the etymology of the name, where it came from. Some people say it refers to the valley itself, or that is from the old English words for marshy home of the fox, which <laughs> okay. I, I like to do. Okay. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not, because you know what else? In German, Todd means death. Oh. Morden means murder. <gasps> Todd Murden, death, death murder. murder. Dun, dun, is that dun, dun, why the aliens laid him down in that coal pile in the town of Death Murder? Because they thought, like, it's a uh, human graveyard, maybe? Because or they only like spoke that? German? Yeah. And they, and they spoke German. <laughs> they had recently been abducting people German in Germany. So they were familiar with the, the language. They'd only come to England for a couple of days before they captured Adamski <laughs> and uh, they laid him down and, in Todd Murden. Sure. I'm just out. I'm saying. That I'm makes saying. total sense. It makes as much sense as the alien abduction part does. <laughs> so, so what do you think? Your your final termination, Adams. Uh, no, well, let's do final termination, uh, Godfrey's UFO. Go. Future home. Future home. Future home. Yeah. I say future home. Your final say on the death of Zygmunt Adamski. Fugue state. <gasps> Fugue state. Fugue state, huh? Yeah. Okay. I think just a very very severe fugue state where he almost you know lost memory of how to be a person there's enough weirdness with this with the clothes with the gel with the the cleanliness of it with the location of it to baffle me and i don't i don't know what it is yeah i i and even enough weirdness involved to admit there's there's a vague possibility that there was some some kind of weirdness involved with it i don't think it was ufos yeah but something something weird but here's the thing he was up there. Yes. And his clothes were clean. Yes. So it's possible. It must be. Somehow it happened. Yeah. But yeah. we why? just don't know what why it was. Why you walk up there are why does yeah. your killer yeah. haul Put you? you there. So that, that to well, me almost makes killed, so. the killer part. Well, I know, so but why okay, why does the person who abducted you who died you died in his custody put you up there? Cuz again, that's a that's a major major explanation or Positive explanation for this is the whole abduction. Yeah, yeah. Died. Well, so Why would you possibly do that, Mister Cousin Husband. So there is some faultiness. I don't think of the right word. I like it. With what the policeman said about the coal pile. What do you mean? Somebody got up there, either him by himself or somebody put him up there. Are the so, aliens with the tractor beam? Okay. Well, okay. we've already ruled out aliens. Everybody. So. So them well, claiming you can never that rule out aliens. on anything, <laughs> on anything. So them claiming that the pile clearly had not been yes, uh, yeah, that that's is true. a little and, and here's true. and here's why the other reason and I brought this up last time too yeah. is when they first got there they weren't looking at it like that they thought it was just some drunk bum up there yeah. so they weren't inspecting the coal mm. pile I know. for and footprints. How do, you, how do and you know exactly what an undisturbed coal pile is? Exactly. Like? I put all those coals there yesterday <laughs> and they have not been moved. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's most likely he got up there under his own power. Yeah. The, the why of that, though, is absolutely yeah. baffling. I, why are you doing that? And you're in the middle of or about to have a heart attack and die? That just makes it so weird. He just had a psychotic yeah. break. Yeah. But do you, but I'm having a heart attack. Better go up this coal pile. You just lose I mean, your yeah, mind. Who you knows? Just, I don't know. You, you start to get disoriented and you don't know what is correct. I think you seek help. That's the last place and you go. Oh, oh my there God. would have been. Not understanding what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. But there would have been a, a, an office there. I, mean, I don't know. If you're still. I don't think people have a heart attack become completely irrational. Do they? No, but it, there could have been more than one thing going on with yeah. him, yeah. clearly. But and again, the, fugue states don't mean you do crazy, irrational shit. No. You, that's that's more ex- of a memory Exactly. Issue. My words were more than one thing going on with him at the same yeah. time. And to me, the weirdest thing is, 
nobody saw him in those five days. Yeah, yes. that's the weirdest thing. That is weird. So if he had a, that's that's the worst weakness with the fugue state is that you're in cover and being fed yeah. clothed for five days before yeah. you have a heart attack. That makes no sense. So right, because you yes. can't be out out walking around. Lots of people yeah, remember I know. you. They have pictures of him. They're they're yeah. Asking and nobody people. comes forward later saying, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's the guy yeah, that I stopped him. at my yep. boarding house," yep. or "That's the guy." So oh, yeah, I gave him uh, some money on the street. Sure, that's why I asked about hermits that live out in the woods that yeah. didn't. You know, uh, did he happen yeah, yeah, upon yeah. somebody's at the time? Your remote seemed very strange. Yeah, it still kind of does. No. So he hung out with a hermit for five days. Yeah, and that hermit. Or maybe he running. came upon somebody's remote mm-hmm. cabin and they weren't there, but yep. there were canned goods and a razor. And then we and okay. <laughs> like a like a <laughs> and then he got up and three bears. horribly dressed himself before he went out to walk to the coal field and have a heart maybe attack. Maybe he was like undiagnosed well. schizophrenic, no. or uh, honest, maybe he doubtful. was ab- maybe he was At abducted, 57. but he was abducted by just a random evil person. And so they're, you know, never going to come it forward. It makes less sense than the, the yeah. cousin husband. None of this fucking makes sense. That's what I mean. So, so, so it could have been anything. So Zygmunt Dansky, case, props. Great case. We'll always yeah. remain a mystery. Yeah, Godfrey, shit. fascinating case. And it's an interesting study in human psychology yeah. and yeah. bad methods. Yeah. But pretty obviously explainable. Yeah. Their connection, absolutely lame. And yeah, you're following the convention, and I know we did it here, obviously. But I'm saying they should not be connected in any way whatsoever. They're clearly no. nothing to do no. with each other yes. except the happenstance that uh, the same constable was involved. That's it. So thank you for listening to the two-part Zygmunt Adamski. I guess Zygmunt Adamski slash Alan Godfrey case. I guess yep. we could say. Can we say it's closed and shut now? Yes, it's closed okay. and shut. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good job. Tell them where they can find us. They can find us on Weird World Podcast on the internet, Facebook, and (laughs) Instagram, and Patreon, and Weird World Pod on Twitter. Right on. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Watch the Tune in for our next eight-part podcast (laughs) about... Probably not. For sure not. All right. Bye. 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 Oh, no. Emma's going to do an eight-parter on water. Yes. I was going to say on water, but on (laughs) different water. Yes. That's going to be a good one. Tune Let in us that. know if that sounds interesting oh. to you. <laughs> Vote. <laughs> okay, bye. Love you.